Welcome to the Spiritual Outliers podcast, where we explore the uncharted territories of spirituality and self-discovery. In a world where conformity seems to be the norm, we aim to shine a light on the unique and diverse experiences of those who have found their own path to healing and self-awareness. Join me as we delve into the mysteries of the universe, share stories of personal growth, and interview spiritual outliers who have forged their own way to a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your journey, this podcast is for earthbound misfits who are curious about the limitless possibilities of the human spirit. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Spiritual Outliers podcast. I am your host, Heather. Thank you so much for being here with me, whether you're new or you've been with me for a while. Um, this podcast is uh, almost at its uh, birthday. It's it's almost been a year since I've been doing the Spiritual Outliers podcast. So um, something that I did want to talk to you guys about, though, is that I plan on changing the name of this podcast the spiritual outliers, it felt right when I first began this in April of last year, but the more that this evolves, I feel like changing the name is just, it feels more aligned. So that is kind of in the works and I have been working on podcast art, cover art and uh, sitting with a name, which right now is sacred self radical healing. And uh, for now that feels incredibly right. So within the next I'd say a month or so, I will be completely rebranding this podcast. So it just feels like the spiritual outliers doesn't really let people know what the podcast is about, which is about healing. And it it might be kind of an embraceive title. So I want people to know that I'm actually talking about healing. And um, so today that's it's no exception. I'm going to be talking about something, something else that I've learned recently in regards to healing. And that is polarity work. And I don't know why, because I've never seen the movie, but I keep wanting to call this Polar Express. So anyway, I got to get that shit out of my head. So this is something that I learned from someone else that I have been listening to. And I decided to try it just like I do many things. And um, so it's polarity work and it relates to giving a voice to suppressed aspects of ourselves through inner dialogue. It's a therapeutic and self exploration process aimed at recognizing, acknowledging, and integrating the various conflicting or polarized aspects of one's personality and emotions. This concept draws on the understanding that individuals often have internal conflicts between different parts of their psyche such as desires versus duties, emotional needs versus rational thoughts, or accepted parts of self versus rejected or suppressed parts. So in this context, polarity work involves consciously engaging with these polarized aspects through inner dialogue, a process by which one internally communicates with different parts of the self. This can help individuals to identify and acknowledge suppressed or ignored aspects, by giving voice to these parts, individuals can recognize their presence and understand their needs or motivations, which may have been previously overlooked or completely denied. Can understand the source of internal conflicts. So engaging in inner dialogue allows for a deeper exploration of why certain aspects feel suppressed and how they conflict with other parts of the self. It can facilitate integration and healing. 
Through this process, individuals can work towards reconciling these polarities, finding a balance that honors all parts of the self. This may involve finding compromises, compromises, I can't talk today, <laughs> developing new perspectives, or simply accepting the presence of these diverse aspects without judgment. Polarity work can also promote psychological and emotional well-being. By integrating these polarized aspects, individuals can achieve a more cohesive sense of self, reduce internal conflict, and enhance the capacity for self-compassion and understanding. So polarity work in this psychological and emotional context is often facilitated by therapeutic practices such as psychotherapy, counseling, or specific modalities that focus on internal family systems, shadow work, or other integrative approaches. So um, I tried it myself um, because as you guys know, like I, I have struggled with relationship anxiety. And so for me, it's really important to have those inner dialogues to look at the suppressed aspects of myself. Um, so just like for example of how this, this type of work might work. Uh, so let's just say that there is a part of you that's, you know, more serious and hardworking and likes to run the show, um, is very structured and maybe kind of rigid. And then there's another part of you, perhaps like the more inner child um, that is playful and wants to have fun, not be so serious. Um, those two energies within the system can have a dialogue. So the point of the inner dialogue though, is to arrive at like a new understanding, a new, um, like maybe a compromise, like, like maybe the fun part is like, yeah, we need to do, do something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Like, uh, go to an amusement park or, um, you know, something in myself, like I've wanted to go to like a, a break room where you, you know, you like break shit and you get your anger out and stuff like that. To me, that sounds like fun. So it could be just compromising and giving that part of ourselves like its day in the sun. When sometimes it's not even about like a compromise, like actually coming to some sort of agreement where it's actually going to be lived out. It can just be coming to a sense of neutrality, like that part of ourselves that has been suppressed or repressed is just needing a voice. It's needing acknowledgement. It needs to know that it is seen. And um, a lot of times, at least in my short experience with doing the inner dialogue, once it's heard and it's seen, it, it calms down. Like there's a sense of neutrality, a sense of peace that um, both parts of the self have seen each other. And so it's not really about winning or losing or, you know, like if you're in a conflict with someone, like if you're in a conflict with your partner or your family member or something like that, it's not about someone winning or losing the argument. It's about, um, you know, like seeing eye to eye, like understanding where the other is coming from. And so to me, that's where polarity work really shines. It's, um, yeah, it's really interesting. So I have used it uh, several times since I've learned it over the last couple of weeks. And I do feel it's extremely helpful. And that's why I wanted to pass it along to you. And the next thing that I wanted to talk about is something that I learned in hypnotherapy. Um, I do have an episode on this. I'm not sure which number it is, but it was like a couple episodes back in which I talked about my experience of hypnotherapy. And while I was 
doing this episode, I forgot to mention some really important things, which is okay. Like I'm trying to do these episodes more unscripted. And so of course I forget things and I might have like a few notes in front of me, but um, yeah. So I forgot to mention that there was a exercise that I did with my hypnotherapist and it was about the inner critic because for a lot of us, especially for those of us who have perfectionistic tendencies or we have like a loud inner critic that always wants to put us down or tell us that we could always be doing better. And don't get me wrong, like sometimes that voice is is helpful, you know, in pushing us and motivating us and getting us to do things differently or, um, you know, step out of our comfort zone. So I'm not saying that that voice is totally useless, but a lot of the times that inner critic is, it's really good at like beating us down and bashing us. And so something that my hypnotherapist taught, uh, taught me is to give that inner critic voice whenever it comes up to think of the most ridiculous cartoon that you watched as a kid or even that you watch now, maybe with your own kids and give that voice a new voice. So to give that voice a cartoon character. So whenever it comes up, you kind of kind of think of that cartoon character playing in your mind so that it's not as serious. And then you can kind of laugh at it a little bit, like how ridiculous it is, unless it's giving you, you know, like something that's motivating or encouraging or positive, but usually the inner critic is, uh, doesn't feel so great. So yeah, um, I tried it. I've tried it a couple of times and, uh, usually it makes me laugh. Uh, but sometimes I forget to use it, but I thought I would pass that along. And the other thing that I learned in hypnotherapy, which I don't think I have mentioned in another episode, so forgive me if I have, but I feel like I haven't. Um, she taught me EFT. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, which is a form of psychological acupressure. Um, a lot of people call it tap tapping. So it combines elements from traditional Chinese medicine, specifically acupuncture, which I've also had that done before too, and I can do an episode about that. Um, but it combines acupuncture with modern psychology. So instead of using needles, which acupuncture does, EFT involves tapping with the fingers on specific meridian points on the body while focusing on a particular issue or concern and vocalizing positive affirmations or statements. So, um, a lot of the times the tapping will start at the top of the head and you're literally just topping, tapping. Tapping, not topping, sorry. <laughs> You're tapping the top of your head and um, working your way down. There are points on the face, um, points on on and around the collarbone. Um, there are points under the armpits, and then there are points on the wrist and the hands. So, um, and EFT is really, really awesome for anxiety and integrating the more difficult emotions that we experience. Um, I really like to do EFT and this is just me. You don't have to do it in the shower, but, um, I really like EFT in the shower because I feel like, um, I envision the water washing away all of the stuff that's, you know, like stuck inside. And so, um, EFT, yeah, it's really, really good for anxiety. I will try to find a link to a video that is good for beginners if you're interested in it. Um, 
yeah, so it's great for issues of anxiety, depression, um, stress, trauma, uh, pain management, and other emotional and physical conditions. Um, there was this YouTube creator that I followed. She talks about the anxious avoidant attachment. And so everybody's healing journey is going to look different, but for her, EFT was paramount in her own recovery. And I think she said that that's like the one thing that the one tool that she mainly used that helped her heal. So I feel like it's really important to mention here. And the fact that I didn't mention it in the hypnotherapy episode. Um, and I really, really like it. It's just one of those tools that's nice to have, especially if you feel like this overwhelming um, source of stress or anxiety. So basically how you start EFT is you name your, your stress, your anxiety, whatever it is that you're feeling on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most, one being the least amount. And um, usually in my own circumstances, it might be like a three or a four. It usually doesn't get higher than five. Although when I first discovered I had relationship anxiety slash OCD, um, I would say that my anxiety was probably, it could be as close to like a 10, maybe an eight on a lot of days. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't have EFT at that point, which I really, really wish that I did because I think it would have been helpful because I've tried so many things, uh, for my anxiety before I knew it was relationship anxiety. Um, I would say I've never been formally diagnosed in any capacity. So um, just want to put that out there. But I feel like I probably have some sort of generalized anxiety disorder, which I know is not special to me that a lot of people have it. Um, but I feel like EFT is really, really awesome for that. So, so yeah, so you begin by naming your anxiety or whatever it is that's bothering you from a one to 10. And you go through the process of tapping which as I mentioned, starts at the top of the head. And then you start tapping on various points on your face, um, on your, on your collarbone, your armpits, your hands, your wrist. Okay. So you go through this, um, as many times as you want, and then you reevaluate your anxiety on the scale of one to 10 and to see if it has dropped. So the point is to tap until you get to a zero until like whatever is overwhelming you has decreased. So um, to a point where you know you're able to function and get through your day. So yeah, I'm going to try to find a video that's good for beginners, like a EFT um, video for beginners, and I will put that in the show notes. I just feel like it's, it's an extremely effective tool if you deal with emotions that are overwhelming or you have anxiety or trauma or anything that you're you're working through. So these are all really, really good tools to have in your in your healing belt. So I think that I will wrap it up here. I just want to remind you that I am likely going to change the name of this podcast within the next few weeks to month. So just so it's not uh, confusing, I really like to have it done by March 1st, but as a manifesting generator, I try not to make promises because I'm like a little flittering butterfly going from one thing to the next. And sometimes my energy is very scattered. 
So look for the podcast title to change. And with that, I will have a new podcast cover as well. So I'm going to try and change the vibe of this podcast and make it more aligned with how it has evolved and make it more inclusive, I guess, because I feel like the spiritual outliers was maybe a little abrasive and off-putting to some people who might want to listen. So I'm going to give it a change and give it a little bit of a makeover, if you know what I mean, and we will see how it goes. I am still planning to drop episodes two times a month, so it looks like the next episode will be on March 1st. So I would really like to have all of these changes to the podcast um, implemented by then. And yeah, I will see you on March 1st. I want to thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me here. I hope that some of these tools are valuable to you. And if you feel inclined, which would be awesome, I would really, really love it if you shared this podcast on your social media or directly shared it with a loved one who you think this could help. If you know somebody who has anxiety or they're working through trauma or anything that's really, really difficult, polarity work and EFT and um, giving a new voice to the inner critic might be really, really helpful for them. So yeah, thank you so much again for listening. I really, really appreciate you being here with me. And I will see you on March 1st for the next new episode. Sending so much love. Bye.